Do you see my cool name? Soph to the most. Soph to the most. That's good. Yeah. That's good. It's like a slant rhyme. What's that? Oh, it's like it's Emily Dickinson's kind of strategy. You know how it's not like an exact rhyme. Like it's a it's an almost rhyme. Like she couldn't come up with a rhyme, so she no. did this other thing? <laughs> no. So she's just like not very good at poetry? I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to Tell Me Why I'm Wrong, the internet's favorite podcast about why Sophie and I are wrong. Uh, I'm Amos. Season two. Season two. This is it. This is season two, episode one. We're back. We're back after a little bit of a a break. And we're so excited. I'm so excited to be back. Hi everyone. Uh, Hey everyone. We're both excited to be back. And it's so nice of you to listen to our show. Yes, thank you very much, and thank you, thank you to everyone who who wrote in with feedback mm-hmm. uh, during last season and, and a little bit during the break as well. That was very much appreciated. Um, we had we had one person say that we should do this as a live call-in show, <laughs> which uh, was a terrible idea and <laughs> will never happen. But um, you know, it's nice to know people are thinking about us. <laughs> it's nice to know that someone would actually want to call us. Yeah. Yeah, if, I, I guess we're if, we're making people angry enough that they feel like they have to they have to jump in. That's I got to say that's that's the thing I've heard the most from people who listen. They they say that they listen and they start <laughs> like shouting things out at their at their iPhones or computers or whatever. They start they start yelling so things. We're doing our so job. I, I guess I guess we're doing our job. People are they're are, telling us why we're wrong. We can't hear them though, which is I guess fine awesome. with me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sophie, what's, what's our episode today about? It's about how to do things that are interesting, whether for fun or for seriousness. Great. That was, you know, right. That's like sort of the broad, that's the broad theme. That is that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so, you know, I, I think one of the things this, this episode is actually very dear to my heart. Mine too. Um, I'm so excited. We haven't even made it yet. We haven't even made it, but I'm assuming it's going to be good. And and really, this this <laughs> now you've, theme now you've just jinxed it. This theme is one of the reasons why I wanted to do this show with you. Yeah. Um. So, uh, what? Let's leave it there. Do we have any other business? I don't think we do. I don't think so. No. Okay. No more business. Uh. So why why don't why don't you start us off? Yeah. Okay. Well. Um. I have a I have a preamble, which is just that um, I don't know how to have hobbies. Mm. I've always want well, not always. In the last say four or five years, I've developed a longing for hobbies. I would like to have hobbies. People have hobbies. I don't have any hobbies. I like to tell you why. It's because hobbies are impossible. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Literally, for me anyway. <laughs> if you really really like doing something or are really really interested in it, if it means a lot to you, how can you keep it in the hobby sweet spot? And not move it either to being a, a very serious preoccupation or an occupation. How specifically do you avoid incorporating it into your work life? Especially if you're somebody like me. Um, I work with you know books and ideas, subjects that interest me. I don't want to teach a class or write a paper on my hobby because then it's not a hobby anymore. Uh, a hobby seems like it needs to be more than just playful. It has to have something of leisure and even of frivolity to it. 
it can't become what I'd term a load-bearing aspect of your personality. If your identity really coalesces around it, if there's an ethic of work that gets attached to it, if it's up there among the most important activities or ideals in the world to you, it can't be a hobby anymore. Now it's a vocation, even if it never becomes a profession. For example, I don't often get paid a lot of money for poetry, but poetry is not my hobby. It means too much to me. I've had to work too hard at it. If I didn't work hard at it, I'd be bad at it. But then how do you make yourself do it at all if you're only casually invested or interested in this activity? I really want to have a pastime to do to unwind that I like, but I don't like enough too, like I don't like it too much. I don't like it enough to get obsessed with it. But this seems like an impossible thing to find. And I used to say like, cooking was my hobby or watching TV was my hobby simply because they're things I did all the time. But it doesn't seem like it's working. So those, tell me yeah, why those I'm are wrong. not that. Those are not. I mean, cooking can be a hobby. I don't think it's your hobby. Yeah. But you are wrong mm. uh, because you do have a hobby. Is and it I this podcast. I, it's no. Um, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Uh, but, but I, I didn't realize, like I knew we were doing this episode, but I didn't realize that you had a hobby until you were reading that. Really? And maybe you'll, maybe you'll disagree with me. It's not this show. And, and the, the reason just it, it's because this show is actually just too, too close to the stuff that you do for money. Right. Mm. Like you argue about history and, and as you said, like poetry and stuff like that. And, and I just think we're, we're too close to, hmm. I was it's, gonna it's put a hobby it in, for me, but. I was going to put it in the non-hobby category just because I, I think it's just an extension of our friendship. So like, can friendship be a hobby? Like my hobby is being friends with Amos. <laughs> friends. <laughs> friends yeah. are my hobby. Uh, that doesn't seem uh, right. No, I don't think that is a hobby. Okay, so what's my hobby? Reveal to me. This is like going to the fortune tellers. Yeah, I mean, and maybe you'll disagree, but I, I, I wonder if. I wonder if yoga is your hobby. That's something that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. You do, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes more than others. And sometimes you tell me that you feel bad because you haven't been doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's something you enjoy. It's not something that you obsess about or want to make a career out of. It doesn't take over your life or anything. That's but you do true. it and enjoy and it adds something to your life. So Yeah, I guess that's a good case point. Case closed. Okay, well, we're Next. done with this episode then. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't really feel like a hobby. It feels like, I mean, this is maybe splitting hairs, but. It, this is very possibly splitting hairs, and you can tell me that, but it feels more like a – when I was doing it all the time, it was sort of just like a, a practice that was part of my – you know, in the same way that yeah, like okay. cooking is meditative in some ways and creative in some ways and just good for your body in some ways, but cooking's not a hobby, as you said, or eating I mean, not it a can't, hobby. Eating right? I mean, not, it cooking, can be. Cooking, cooking can be a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, but – can you how do you have hobbies how, you have hobbies you have lots of hobbies and you have like you have like a revolving i'm a serial kind of cast ho- of, i'm a serial you are, hobbyist. you're a serial hobbyist like i remember the bike remember you built oh, yeah. a, did you build that whole bike uh no you i built, you know like, I, most of a bike i had a bike where i i i bought a frame right. and then yeah, picked yeah, out yeah. all of the parts and then yeah. someone else put it all together but for it's, me yeah and you and i don't know i feel like do you want me to list all the hobbies that i've known you to have sure yeah I, now i feel like i can't do that yeah I'll put you on this you put yourself yeah. on the spot yeah i did you just played yourself i did <laughs> well but tell tell you are a serial hobbyist like you and coffee yeah. right now is your hobby coffee really. is a hobby. coffee yeah uh what else yeah oh playing guitar yeah oh i remember uh, guitar yep uh, uh crossfit is that a hobby yeah, is that a hobby? Like a sport. I don't know. It just kind of feels like something I do. Right, not that's really a how hobby. I feel about yoga. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's not like something I. Uh, 
Yeah, no, this is interesting. So, so like, now we have like hobby, what's a hot right? We don't yeah. know what our hobbies. We don't know what a defi- what the definition of a hobby is. Yeah, it but, doesn't feel like a hobby though. I think what, maybe it's because it's it's a little bit too structured. Maybe mm-hmm. it was you know what I mean? Like for for me or, or yeah, like for me, I I sign up for classes, I go to classes, I do what they tell me in the classes, and I leave. Mm-hmm. And that's like, like a hobby. Yeah, exactly. And some, I mean, sometimes I'll go on, you know, to like open gym and screw around and and do whatever I feel like. But even I don't know, that doesn't feel like a hobby, really. So to me. what but is the what, bikes, like, bike riding, playing guitar, um, uh, reading the internet? Is that a hobby? I don't think so. But no. here's okay. what I want. Oh, I, I got ask I got you. into secondhand clothes shopping a couple years ago. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep, did a lot of thrifting, like buying like um. Uh, like tailored clothes at thrift stores. Interesting. Yeah. I missed that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it seems to me that there's something you can tell me about like what what is what how do you how do you know that a hob that you like your hobby? Like you're like, ooh, I'm gonna get into this now. Well when and, you like, meet you f- when you meet the right one, you'll just know. <laughs> Shit. Um but like there's some like there's some level of excitement or enjoyment yeah. or like contentment or something that the hobby gives you that you know like oh and and it's it must it must have like it's recurring right it's like a thing that you do like uh o- over time right you do it more than once yeah sure right. it has a, a routinized quality to it which i love you know mm-hmm. i'm routine is like my favorite thing so so how do you know how are you like when you're like oh i think this is going to be my new hobby how do you know how does that work uh, I'm literally ignorant. I I don't understand. I don't. I want to know. So I I'm uh like I I was being I was being silly when I said when you meet the right one you'll know. But I I I, I think I could say the same thing seriously. Like yeah, yeah I mean so for it's me like it's tingle, just you you're like yeah yeah something just yeah. sort of grabs my interest. I'm like oh this is fun. I want to do more of this. Mm. And for me it's like I find myself thinking about it when I should be doing other things mm. you know like, like i should like oh i've got some work to do but i'm thinking like i could also like look at pictures of bike parts on ebay uh you know and figure out what components i want or um or you know look up uh look up chords for songs or mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. whatever else or figure out how to roast my coffee beans did you did you get exactly. a roaster Are you I, doing I, it? I, I i don't have a roaster yet i'm, I'm holding off just Again, this is this is like the corollary of me having too many hobbies. Is that mm-hmm. uh, when you start starting hobbies and then moving on to another hobby, is it can be an expensive proposition? I was going to ask too. Like, how do you know when you're done with a hobby? Like, you're just like the thrill is gone, or do you yeah. come back to it, or does it just get like down graded? Both. I mean, it can happen. Like, like maybe I'll, I'll be interested in something for a while, and then you know, I'm just not that interested in it anymore. And I I find. Uh, you know, I I think often I'll experience it as like not having time for something. Mm. Oh, but can I, you say more about that? Yeah, like I I mean this just popped into my head now, so I'll I'll talk about it for a little while and figure out if it's true or not. <laughs> sure. But <laughs> I get I get to try on this idea. Yeah, yeah. But so that, uh, uh, yeah. And apparently people like maybe, like to listen to that. A few of them anyway. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe you know. Uh, in addition to all my hobbies, I've got I've got other responsibilities in my life and things to do and blah blah blah. So 
you know, I think, I think when I'm not as interested in something anymore, mm-hmm. I just find that my time is taken up by other things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I don't, I haven't, I haven't done X, Y, and Z for a while because I've been so busy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But actually, I think it's just it's not that pulling my, you anymore. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So, it, yeah. Oh, this is interesting. I, it, it, it could be that this just relates to, that this relates to a conversation from last season that we had. Ooh. Uh, Do the connection. Our tech versus tech episode. Uh huh. Um, which, uh, which was, uh, season one, episode four. Um, in that episode, I talked about liking Twitter, mm-hmm. and you talked about not liking Twitter because it sort of destroys this, the um, the the possibility of of uh, slowness and peace and yeah immersion in the in immersion the yeah. yeah 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 needing to move slowly from point to point yeah. Yeah, so I'm just I I guess I'm just I'm wondering if my um serial hobbyism is a and and your lack of hobbies but mm. but you have two strong vocations. Mm-hmm. Um if that's just a reflection of um of the same thing, like whatever it is that makes me like Twitter and you hate mm-hmm. Twitter. Mhm. Yeah, that's really like interesting. I've, maybe I just have a little bit more of a hamster brain. Well, but that's weird because you also are like a you have been a very serious practitioner of meditation. So it seems like your hamster brain, it's like, it's getting, it's getting dehamsterified, dehamsterified. Well, it was, maybe I need to to go back to meditation, (laughs) but I mean, I remember, but the thing about a hobby is like, it's a short burst. It sounds like of sort of like concentrated interest. For me it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for, for meditation, I don't know. I remember talking to someone who, who about meditation, he said, Oh, I can't, I can't meditate. My, my mind is just sort of all over the place. (laughs) You're like, that's the point of it. Yeah. I was like, I was like, dude, that's like saying you can't exercise. You're not in good shape. <laughs> yeah. But it makes it hard, right? It makes it it can make it harder to start, it can make it harder to stick with it. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um yeah, and I mean, how do I reconcile those two things? Uh I guess if if I was being honest, I would say I would say I have gotten more hamster brained yeah. in the last 5 or 6 years yeah. probably. Yeah. You know, since I stopped Me meditating regularly. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um well, that- and I, you know, it makes sense. Yeah, and I, I don't, I'm not sure how much of that is cause and how much is effect. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's, so you it, wouldn't say that that meditation or that being part of a Zen community is a hobby. I wouldn't. It, no. it didn't. No, I I wouldn't have either. But I thought I'd ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a good question. And 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 again, I'm struggling a little bit to say why not. I guess. I mean, I don't know. Would 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 Christians say going to church is a hobby? praying i'm Uh, sure not but i i wonder whether somebody might say you know um i'm part of a i don't know like a a charitable activity group associated with my church and you put that in the hobby category but but there's some overlap yeah 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 yeah. that makes sense um but you know i don't know when i was when i was deep in that stuff it really felt more like a lifestyle Mm -hmm. than yeah than a hobby Mm mm-hmm mm-hmm so so when you get interested in something you just know that you're kind of curious about it it's pulling on you you find yourself like 
thinking about it or, or, or nibbling around the edges of it while you're sort of supposed to be doing something else. Uh-huh. This is how you know that you're kind of like starting a new love affair with a hobby. And like, like another, yeah, another, another good one would be like, like, what am I reading about mm-hmm. uh, while I'm eating breakfast? Mm-hmm. Cause that, that's like, that's like my quiet time in the morning mm-hmm. where I just read the internet and drink my coffee and, uh, it's like a double hobby. Eat my eggs and and bacon, and uh, <laughs> and see like what you know what what you know, like what what are the tabs? What are uh-huh. the what are the the tabs on my? Uh, so where are the tabs this morning? Computer? Well, I didn't I didn't have breakfast this morning. I went to the gym. I, I went to CrossFit. So <laughs> I feel like that's you, the answers in the question. Yeah, or right. Something. I guess, yeah. but I but yeah. So that's that's sort of a good diagnostic, mm-hmm. and and that's interesting. and I in a, in a way I think oh this is interesting. In a way, in a way, it's not even just it's not even hobbies for me. Like sometimes these interests become hobbies because mm-hmm. there's like an activity associated with it, mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes it's just something I'm intensely interested in for a while. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, like well, you know, let's say coffee, coffee. Yeah, it's a little bit of a hobby, but it's also just something I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, like co- coffee roasting hasn't ha- that hasn't moved to the action stage yet. So That's hobby some- is something you do, but it's yeah. based on something that interests you, which is maybe right. my problem with like I don't want I'm not interested in knitting. I keep trying to like do knitting because that seems like a good hobby, That's but gross. I don't, I don't. It doesn't like intrigue me in any way. I just want to. I want to do it because it seems like the thing that people do is like you can pick it up and put it down. I mean, that's that that's what's sort of like intriguing and and attractive to me about a hobby. The idea that like you pick it up and you do it and it's pleasurable, and then you put it down, and then the next day maybe you come back to it and you pick it up and you do it and it's pleasurable and you put it down. Right? There's like it's not a kind of constant obsession. It's like it's a pastime. But but it sounds like yeah. maybe that's not. I don't know. Is that is that contradictory? Am I am I chasing something that doesn't exist because actually it is kind of more obsessional than I'm imagining it to be? So from I think for me it's more obsessional. Yeah. I don't think that's true for everyone. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I was having a conversation with my boss a couple of weeks ago because I, I found out that he does woodwork, which I didn't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that seemed like a real hobby for him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something he enjoys doing. He doesn't do it much during the winter because his workshop is in the garage and it's cold. And mm-hmm. it sounds like he would, you know, he would like to be doing it in the winter, but it's, you know, not like a big deal. And right. he, just he hasn't really enjoys... then moved his workshop inside because he can't stand to be without it. Right. Or, or conversely, he hasn't like dropped woodworking mm-hmm. and moved on to something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but he, he enjoys it. You know, I think, I think we talked about it. It's, it's something physical that involves manipulating real objects yeah i um, want that too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. which is which is great for, you know hobby. he's a yeah. psychologist who does healthcare administration stuff so yeah and and the other thing i pointed out talking to him is that you know have, having doing woodworking gives you projects that you can finish and point to and say i did that which yeah. you know in in my line of work you don't get very often yeah for sure because um, it's very abstract i mean that's kind of why i like cooking because it's abstract and it's something. all going and, it, and it's ongoing yeah, but but like, with food, at least you get to you know it, it doesn't last, right? It's like it doesn't yeah. clutter up your house. You eat it, but yep. maybe that's like what disqualifies it in a way because because your boss can point to something and be like, "I I made that." I mean, I I I still think cooking can can totally be a hobby, um, but but I mean, it may not meet his needs as a hobby. Yeah. Um, but wood, woodworking does. So, uh, I don't know. Where was I going with that? Oh, yeah, just for me, I think it things it, it tends to be a little bit more obsessional. You know, though I would say coffee, like at this point, coffee is not 
coffee's not like an obsessional thing for me, mm-hmm. but it's a thing I enjoy. I enjoy experimenting with different ways of making coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, readers, maybe readers, listeners, you may be surprised to know that I, I, at various times, I have kept notes on, on coffee methods. I think where, it's so cool. Yeah, you know, where I I'm, want to I, see these notes. I'll show them to you sometime. But like, you know, like I, I weigh out how much beans. I use a scale, so I'm like weighing the beans. I'm weighing the water. I time, you know, how long is the water in contact with the beans and then, you know, make notes on how it turns out, temperature, all mm-hmm. all that stuff. So um, I understand I understand that that sounds crazy to some people. Um, no, not to me But, you know, yeah, but it's, you know, that's 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 a hobby. It's not something I get like obsessed about the way other things have and then um, drinking coffee is pleasurable so like totally. at the end of like doing all this kind of like um you know the the technical stuff you mm-hmm. get to drink your coffee and see yeah. how it how it is and there's also an aspect of ritual where i'm yeah um, you know i've got like my morning thing and it's yeah. like a little bit engages your brain a little bit but not not a lot mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um though you know the way I brew coffee in the morning is complicated enough that it t- took a little while before I could like really kind of do it on autopilot. Do it without having already had coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but you know, I've got it down pretty good now. 18 grams of coffee, uh, about 300 grams of water, uh, three to three and a half minutes of, uh, contact. I'm totally water grinning. Go- this is water so goes great. in at about 192 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. Yeah. That works out well with with the beans I use. So, how important can I keep grilling you? I mean, how how important is community or the social part? Because it sounds like I mean, with with like cycling, sometimes you have like buddies that you cycle right. with. But the coffee is like a, a private ritual mm-hmm. in some ways, right? So, yeah. Because uh, you know you're doing it at home and so on. So, I mean, because it seems like one one reason that people have hobbies, and and I'll I'll confess, like th- this is one reason I I might like some is, is to sort of like have have friends that you that you do a thing with you know um, yeah right and so have, have is that is that like a factor for you it doesn't sound like maybe mm. not so much <sighs> it's, it's it's like a, a nice bonus yeah. i guess but you like, don't, like I, join I have... something just to like be like well i'll try i'll like go line dancing to like meet some friends here's the thing i'm not like super social um <laughs> you already have enough friends I have friends. Yeah. I see them. Uh you know, I'm, I'm it's not like I would I'm I wouldn't be upset about making new friends, mm-hmm. but it's I'm not like uh I don't know. I'm not I'm not like I'm not in the market really. You're not like in a um, situation where you've moved to a new place and now you need to get all new friends. Exactly. Like I didn't just find out that I'm spending an extra year someplace I wasn't planning to. And I'm like, oh crap, now I gotta meet people. Now I gotta get friends. Yeah. I don't I don't I mean I don't know what that exactly feels like, but Yeah. You can imagine though. <laughs> I can. Um, so but but I would say that there's like um this is I uh I wonder if that would be different if it weren't for the internet. Because the, the internet, oh, interesting. yeah, the internet can give you the illusion of having social yeah. interactions around yeah. these interests, yeah. Yeah. you know, like a good example, Ooh, yeah, good a good example would be like when I was interested in like vintage clothing mm-hmm. or, or, or tailored clothing, you know, like, like sport coats and ties and all this stuff, like, and, you know, thrifting and finding stuff like that, you know, uh, 
like for one, you know, I just did a deep dive, like finding out about all of that mm -hmm. stuff, the, the actual items and differences between different kinds of clothing and how to identify, mm. you know, something that's good versus something that's, you know, not good. Haberdashery. Thrifting. Yeah. Right? All that stuff. Haberdashery. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bespoke. So. Just mm -hmm. keep saying that's a words word. that have to do that's with tailoring. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, is that something I ever thought I would be interested in? Nope. It just kind of grabbed me one day. Yeah. And, and I was like, oh, shoot. I'm, at, this is, I'm actually really interested in this. Mm -hmm. um, uh, where was I going with that? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it turns out there's like, uh, you know, like forums on the internet where people yeah. talk about all this stuff. Right. And they, they – um, you know, there's one there's one called Style Forum where in one of the one of the little sub forums there, guys will uh, men will will post pictures of themselves like in the morning before they go to work, like dressed up in their uh -huh. suits and ties, and everyone else will critique it and be like, "Oh, you know, I like what you're doing with the <laughs> uh, the jacket and tie. I don't think that pocket square works." Whoa. Or, or like the tailoring on your on your jacket is great, but I think your trousers need. To be uh, to be uh, uh, about half an inch, uh, you need to move the hem up about half an inch, or, or the cuffs. I think the cuffs could stand to be a little taller. Wow, um, I do not need that in the morning. <laughs> right, and I want to get away and, from me. I have like, clothes on. Some of these on. people have like like you know like professional quality. Like I'm like who like their wives take their pictures in every morning yeah. before they go to work, and it's anyway their husbands. Or their husbands, yes. Yeah, some of them, it seems to be their husbands. Some of them have like just tripods and yeah. uh, and and remotes. Uh huh. Um, and that's like a whole thing that these people do. But so uh, obviously, I never did anything like that. Obviously, I was going to say obviously. I don't clear, know <laughs> clearly because that's weird. But uh, <laughs> you did, didn't you? I, no, I didn't. Okay. But but there's like you can read these interactions. Yeah. With other people talking about these pictures and everything that's going on. You can learn a lot that way. And it's, it's like reading a conversation. It's, it's, it, so there's sort of, it's sort of like this social interaction by proxy. And I, oh, I totally. do, and I do, I do wonder if there would be, if I would feel more pressure to find other interesting people in real life or, or other people in real life who are interested in the same sorts of things. If, um, if there weren't like internet communities for me to lurk on. Yeah. It's a lurking thing. I'm a lurker. Mm -hmm. No shame in it. Yeah. I don't think. No, I don't think so. I mean, the thing is, like, I, I have I have at times tried to be, like, an active participant in a couple, like, internet communities, and I'm just I'm just bad at it. Uh, <laughs> bad how? Like, are you uh, a troll? Are you too mean? No, no, not at all. I just, uh, I just find, like, I post one or two things, and then I just don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't care. I'm, I'm happy <laughs> to just read it. Mm-hmm. So that is posting shit on the internet is not one of my not hobbies. your hobby. No, I, I do hear tweet that. from now and then. Yeah, from now to the, now and then. Now and now then. and then. From time to time. From time, from to, time, time. to time. From now to then. Yeah. From time to now then times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I, I I feel like I'm not helping you get a hobby except to just. I mean, say, you could just assign me a hobby and then I could come back and tell you how it went. Sure. But I don't think that's. But it depends on like like when you say you want to tell me more about you wanting a hobby because that a hobby. I don't quite understand because like well I mean I think this will take us into our next segment a little bit okay but I mean I I want a hobby because so this is what I don't understand so I'll tell you I was I was like going on a rant about this like it was a year ago by now but I remember it I was talking to my mom and I was like you know I I, I want it to be a thing I, I like I I need to I, it's got to be something that I like but I don't like that much. 
You know, <laughs> my mom was like, maybe you should just try caring less. <laughs> That's good advice. Yeah. But but why? Why do you why? need why yeah, why do you need a hobby? Because you've got you've got things you're interested in and passionate about. You get yep. paid to do them. Uh, right. So what's the what's the problem? Well, I don't have any fun. You don't have all like the oh. my fun is passive, right? Like so so there's oh. community, which I which is like it's not a hobby and it's obviously not a profession, but it's it's profoundly important to me. You know, my friends community. in my community is just okay. it's like it's it's in my heart. So so it's, okay, it's, but you friends know, it's, aren't a hobby. Friends are not a hobby, right? And so I have fun with my friends, but okay. it's not sort of about like frivolity or something. Um and so like otherwise I'm very passive, you know, like I, I watch TV and and sometimes I really like that and sometimes uh, you know, it's, it's not that fulfilling. I read, you know, not as much as I'd like to, but I read a lot, but here's the thing. And this is where like, I, I don't want to get into this just yet, but like, I have books that I love so much that I know that one day I will write about them. Like they will be, it's like, I, I just like, I'm going to like metabolize them into my work life because mm-hmm. they are just so intellectually important to me. But I'm like, I'm putting off the day for as long as I can, because then that thing that was just about pleasure and enjoyment and admiration for what this author was doing is going to become work. And I also love my work very much, but it's different, right? It's like, and that's bad. I mean, I'm, I, you know, there's a different way of thinking about it, which is it's not bad. You know, everything is sort of grist for the mill, blah, blah, like the poetry and the history and the scholarship and the writing and the thinking all, you know, and the reading all kind of blur together in this beautiful whatever. But you know what? Like at the end of the day, I'm tired and I don't want to do that. Like, why don't I have knitting? Like, why is there not a like a small clay, you know, something that I'm, you know, plasticine or something like a child, you know, like I want something to do. That's like, I'm not obsessed with, you know, Uh but that's not also completely just unplugged from, from enjoyment. Right. So you want something that's enjoyable, something, it sounds like it want, you want it to be something that's like, not, not like mentally demanding. Right. So that you can have some sort of active enjoyment that's not like mentally demanding. Yeah. Okay. But that at least, but, but, you know, but right. Yeah. I would say that, but that the mind has because to be you, like a little bit engaged. Yeah. With it. But there's, there's, there's a part of you that feels dissatisfied with, with only having sort of like passive modes of entertainment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like want to do something. So I, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. And I, and I, I actually think that the, the, you know, for a lot of people the drive, the drive for a hobby, uh, for a lot of people is, has to do with like feeling like their work doesn't give them adequate yeah. creative outlets. Right. You know, you, you do relatively creative work, um, but it makes sense that, that, yeah, there's some sort of need to be active in some way that's not being met. Um, yeah. And I think some people do like, they're, they're like people who are good runners, like they go for a run and that's ugh. really important to them. I hate ugh. running. You hate it's running too. You used to like I mean, running. You used to be like so into he- running. I tried it. I tried to be into running and I, I gave it a good It's it's bad for every part of me, I feel. It's you and everyone else. Running's it's terrible for you. No one should run. Don't 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 email me. <laughs> That's the first one. Oh my gosh. Because I have several times been like, I don't want people to be mad at me for this, but this is your first one. How does it feel? They can be mad. I don't care if they're mad. Just don't send me emails. I won't read them. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, but you know, things like that, that sort of feel like, and you know what, you can get the accoutrements, right? You can get the, the shoes and the, the you, fleece yeah, and the whatever, sure. and yep. you know, the Fitbit or both things. And the back not, problems. Right. And how your knees feel terrible and yeah. 
Hardy but, you know, people sure seem to love running. Um, yeah. So. But, yeah. you know, I used to dance Do you really want accoutrement? Yeah, I, that's well, true. So I used to dance really seriously. Yeah, and that was like another thing hobby. where like, it's not though, because oh. it becomes sort of like who you, it's like so part of who you, it's like grafted onto who you are. and Who, and, who grafts it? Me, I mean, I don't know. You grafted it yourself, sort of. Yeah. So, but it's like, so seems... you in that sentence is you, Sophie. Yeah, but I, but it feels sort of involuntary too. I mean, I feel like if I do anything too long and like it too much, it moves out of that space of like I do this because it's fun and it brings me like some some like casual joy into like this is part of who I like. It's part of the atoms that oh, make up. Oh, you me. start identifying with it. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, this is great. I feel like I'm getting therapy right now. This no, is this wonderful. is great. No, this is that's so interesting because I'm I'm like I'm so resistant to like defining my identity in any way that if like, really? I want, yeah, I just I just oh whenever someone like I oh interesting this now is something yeah we'll, we'll have to talk about this but I, I yeah 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 <laughs> huh yeah like strongly identifying with things makes me nervous. Well, say but say what you were going to say about whenever when someone asks you something. Oh, just, I think of you as someone who has like deeply held beliefs and values and commitments. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> Glad you think so. But th- just just that that then, <laughs> to, like I think that's one thing. But then to like transfer that into a an identity mm-hmm. that I attach to in some way, mm. Mm, that, that that makes me uncomfortable. Interesting. So like it's one thing to say I believe X, Y, and Z. Yeah. It's something else to say I am. Like, like, let's say, like, this is okay. Here's an example, and neither of these is true, but I could say, like, uh, I don't eat meat. Versus, not true. it's not true, but but I'm saying you could say, right. you're saying, like, I'm a vegetarian. Yeah, like yep. those are those are different things with different implications. By the way, in the past like three seconds, I've developed like typhus or something. Yeah. So. Not I got so. the typhus. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's even like a disease that involves nose mucus, but okay. Uh, well, I got it. I got the typhus. <laughs> uh, we we had some technical problems, uh, so we had to stop recording, and then I got the typhus. So it's it's we're about I don't know five days later. But we're still um, so excited about we're so close to getting me to a place where at least I understand why I can have a hobby, and maybe that's the first stop to getting a hobby. That doesn't make any sense to me, but <laughs> you have typhus. You don't know what you're talking about. You're I got delirium. the typhus. You're delirious. This is a typhus talking. Uh, typhus is a very serious disease. I don't think we should be making quite typhus. Of it. Yeah, it's a silent Look, it's, killer. It's claimed uh, the lives of thousands. Yeah, probably millions. Millions, millions of typhus. Um, <laughs> so I, you know, I guess, I guess, just the, the 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 last thing I wanted to say about all this is is we we were talking a little bit about about. Uh, uh, hobbies and identity and how they sort of interrelate and and I I, I was just going to say that even when I was doing like meditating every day and going to the zendo you know two to three times a week and doing all my vacations as like zen retreats um, I wouldn't like if someone asked I, I, I probably wouldn't say like oh I'm I'm Buddhist or something I would have said I do Zen, uh, which but is, isn't that a little bit, at least a little bit sort of a function of, I mean, isn't, isn't Zen particularly interested as a, as like a philosophy or practice in cultivating that kind of sense of self or lack of self? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Right? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. 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 It's, yeah. Not, it's and, not like, you know, you're, yeah. I, I think that's, that's totally true. 
Um, and I'm, and it's, it's not clear to me how much that actually has to do with why I, I approached it that way. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, yeah. there's, there's a, a big focus in Zen it, again, at least, at least the style that I've done on just not being attached to identities and, 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 uh, not being attached to the, the self that says I am this or I am that. Right. And I mean, there is a poet and I, I can't remember who it is, but there's a poet who says, um, you're only a poet when you're writing a poem. When you're actively writing a poem, then you're a poet. And at all other times, you're not a poet. And actually, I don't think that's how poems get made. So I don't actually think that that's right. But it certainly has a similar feeling. But it'll make you feel really bad because then you feel like you're you're not a – you're never a poet if you're not writing. And then you feel – But do you just mean that that you can be working on a poem even when you're not writing it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you sense. can be cultivating your poet self, your yep. your observation, your reading, your all all you know, your imagination, all those kinds of things, language when you're not sitting down and writing a poem. Yeah, that makes and sense. And you should be because otherwise you're going to be a bad at it. <laughs> right. Right. Uh so maybe the best poets don't even write them. That's just, very Zen. They just manifest them. Isn't that kind of Could be. I don't know. I mean there's a lot of Zen written Zen poetry, but whatever. <laughs> Is it good or bad? I don't know. It's all in translation, so who knows? Okay. Well, okay. That's a question for another day. Yeah. So, so do you, but can you connect this all together? I mean, do you think that nope. the reason that you've had fun with hobbies is because you don't, you, you tend not to get over attached in terms of tying them to your identity? Uh, because that's, I mean, that's what I want out of a hobby, right? Is a sort of release from my obsessions. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe. Mm, yeah, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I, don't, I, I got no way into that question. <laughs> uh, so let's let's stop there and move on to yeah. Because I think we segment. were kind of getting there already. Yeah, I think we're done. Yeah. Uh, so but I want to just register that I was hoping to get a hobby out of this, and I I'm disappointed. You still I don't have a hobby? No. Well, uh, my mother can teach you rug hooking. I actually kind of think that'd be great. She loves it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Well, problem solved. Yeah. Rug hooking. Great. Uh, so I, I have a question for you, though. Um, I know you do. Moving on. I, so you don't have any hobbies, which is, is sad for you, and, and I'm glad we were able to get you onto the rug hooking train here. But, <laughs> but you do have a doctorate. Yes. Which required you to go to school for a long time. Yes. Um, and prior to getting your doctorate, you got a master's in something different mm-hmm. that also required school and and now having done both of those things you are still doing them mm-hmm. as a career yeah and you've been do you've been doing both of those things really since at least since you were in college right yeah probably probably i mean yeah even before that writing poems maybe before college yeah for sure mm-hmm. um and I mean, I, I, I'm I'm not saying this to call you old, but that's a long time to be doing I'm the same so stuff. Old. I'm very old. I say that to my students all the time. I'll be like, it's because I'm very, very old that I can tell you this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I guess my my question is, in, in uh, how do you do that? Like, how do you <laughs> stay? How do you stay interested in something long enough to devote a career to it? Like, uh, aren't you bored of history yet? Like. <laughs> And and I mean the poems thing, like I, I guess I get that. 
that that makes a little bit more sense to me because that's just sort of something you'd I don't know that that makes more sense to me for some reason but but like studying something I just feel like you must feel like you basically get it now (laughs) and you're ready to and you're ready to move on to something else um and and it's 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 baffling to me how people can uh can dive in so deeply on something and really spend years and years and years studying it and just going deeper and deeper and and uh and that just hasn't been hasn't been my experience and i i guess i guess part of me wishes that i could um really just dive deep on something um mm-hmm. and but you know i'm i'm a uh i'm a broad and shallow kind of person <laughs> well, you know and i i i i say that a little bit to make fun of myself but but also just just to say that i i like knowing i like knowing a little bit about a lot of different things mm-hmm. um I, you know that's fun for me, um, but there is a part of me that wishes that I could specialize more. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, so I was the first question I was going to ask you was sort of, and I think you've answered it. Like, well, why, why is, why would this be hard? You know, so so I could answer sort of the opposite, like why is it easy or or why is it fun? I mean, but but just like from a just to answer the the, the topmost question, yeah. Um, I don't think. I think you're talking about two separate things. Oh, um, and maybe, and maybe you're, and maybe you were just joking, so you can tell me that I shouldn't take this seriously. But history is just—I mean, it's a—it's a category, it's a discipline, it's a methodology, and it's like a huge set of things that happened in the past. Some of which human beings know a lot about, some of which human beings don't know so much about. I don't know that, like, if you've adopted that methodology, if you've adopted, you sort of adopted that that um, chunk of things to know about or to teach about. I don't think that, I, I don't know. I don't know that it's actually specialized at all. I mean, you know, it, it, that's like, you, you're you not going to get sick of history. I mean, it, you could, I suppose, but, but that's like getting sick of food, you know? So you're saying that history as a discipline involves so many different sorts of yeah. things. That yeah. There's so always what, something new. Yeah, but I think what you're asking is and and nobody studies all those things all the time for their whole career. I mean, there is such a thing as being a generalist, but that's a little bit over the line even for that. Um so I think what you're asking is how do you do a book-length project or how do you do an art how do you do a project that um that's going to require some number of months or years of your attention and your time and your care to kind of like end up as a product um, because like having these things in your head, having mastery of the content so you can say teach it or know about it is a really different thing from what I think you're saying, which is how do you work on something, study something, think about, analyze something for a long time. But no, even more than that, I want to know like, like how do you get to a place where the idea of spending years studying the same thing is appealing? Well, it depends on the thing. And I don't think anybody right. says the thing is history. I think because I certainly okay. didn't. Okay. I certainly didn't. I said I'm interested in this set of ideas and people and themes and artistic projects and um, artistic products and intellectual products. So you know, poems and books and theories and. Um, so you got into the study of history through us through being intensely interested in in particular people and. And the stuff they made. T- yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, and, you know, before I went to graduate school, it was sort of an open question how, what disciplinary um, angle I was going to come at it from. 
Um, and so, and, and actually to tell you the truth, history was the winner in part because I love the methodology, but also because it's the most capacious, it's the most flexible, right? What what were some of the other ones? Well, I, you know, I thought about comparative literature. I thought about German studies. I thought about, um, what else? I, you know, sort of like these interdisciplinary programs that are just, that, that like specifically ask you to be multidisciplinary in your approach. Um, but, but, you know, like history kind of does that too. And so history in some ways, and I don't really mean this because actually I'm very committed to the discipline, but in some ways it's, it, it was the vehicle to get to those things that I was interested in. I mean, I think so, that's the most honest way of approaching it. And I, I get suspicious of people who approach it the other way. What do you mean? Well, uh, suspicious isn't the right. I I feel like I have met people, and maybe this is mostly. Oh, this is great. We're, I I think this is mostly in people I've met who study natural sciences. Okay, sure. Where they start from, like I want to do science, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, okay, I like this kind of science, I guess. And then at some point, like when it gets to like PhD project, it's like. Oh well, my advisor gave me this project, and I'm just I'm I'm gonna study this this thing because this is what we do in the lab that I got sure. into. That's very um, pragmatic, and probably actually how it happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's just it, it, and again, I you know, it's it's just it's it's doubly baffling to me that someone would want to spend you know seven years doing someone else's research or or yeah, there's sure, there's sure. just like such a such a uh, an arbitrary element to it mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like well i guess i'm gonna be really interested in this thing because this is the thing that's in front of me yep um and that that seems like extra baffling to me and i'm sure our scientists listeners can t- tell us that we're wrong about that but they, um, yeah I, that's not how i approached it either i mean yeah i just was intensely in- you know curious and enchanted by certain kinds of things that just so and this is where it connects to what we were talking about in the previous segment, you talked about things pulling on you and when yeah. you're supposed to be doing something else, you're really actually doodling or, or scribbling or checking the internet about the thing that, um, that's pulling on you. And that's right. how I felt about these things that caused me to go to graduate school. And it's the way I felt about, uh, what I, the project I ended up doing for my dissertation. It's, it's the way I felt about those questions and those intellectual products and those people and that time and that place. And it's the same. And, and what's interesting, and I'll just say this, is that there are moments where you're like, I'm done with this. So for example, I did a, an article, or it was not, it never became an article. It was a, it was a term paper, um, which, which sort of fed into when, one chapter of my dissertation. But there was, a, there was a moment when some people, faculty members, were urging me to make that thing my dissertation. They were like, this could be a whole dissertation. You should do this. And I was like, I'm actually done with this. Thanks. I, I don't, I'm not curious anymore. I got, I had intense burning questions i kind of got them answered they didn't lead me to more things i wanted to spend time with and know about so i'm kind of going to put the cap on that but this other thing which touches that and feeds it a little they feed each other a little bit that still really pulls me and i think i could spend you know the couple of years or three years or however long it's going to be writing this dissertation researching and writing this dissertation and then the later turning it into a book i think i could work on this almost forever because it's so cool to me and I'm so curious about it and it makes me so happy to do it. Um, but there are things where you're like, Oh, done with that now. Like I wrote right. an article that I really liked and then I was like, I'm sort of done with this. And then yeah, like seven years later I'm sort of like, Oh, I kind of want to come back to that, but I'm under no obligation to do so. The article is done, but I could, I could pick up those themes again and that mm-hmm. could be fun. So I have so much, so many thoughts about that. So good, one, good. I'm glad. One, tell me your thoughts. First 
thought slash question. Like, yeah. uh, doesn't it fill you with dread? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. Do, are, <laughs> the answer are, is going to be yes, I'm sure. Well, I guess, I guess, doesn't it fill you with dread that, 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 that maybe like that could be gone? You know what, what I mean? Like, like the- right, right now you've got this sort of fire, this, uh, this interest that pulls you into what you're doing and propels you forward. But like what happens, like maybe one day you're just done with all of it. I've never had that experience. Okay. (laughs) So no, it doesn't fill me with dread because I have no, well, you should, you should worry about that. I mean, and it's not fire. It's not like every single day I wake out, wake up out of, you know, jump out of bed, you know, full of adrenaline. And I'm like, I must write today or I must, I must find this out. It's more like a low banked fire that kind of keeps you cozy. And, you know, because (laughs) I love, I love the people that I study. I mean, I don't love, I don't, they're very flawed, but I'm fascinated by them and I feel affection and fondness towards them. And I love the things they made. And I'm fascinated by the time they live in, lived in and the places, places that they lived in. I'm always like, Ooh, like I get to read this thing like this, you know, this, I'm not done. Like when you study things that are really good and really, um, well-made, then you, they always have something new to give you just like a good poem. Like you could read it 50 times over 50 years and it might always give you something new. So, I mean, I just, I think you have to pick good stuff, right? You can't just pick yeah, sure. silly bullshit. That's not going to, that's not very nuanced. Cause you're going to get to the end of it. But like if right, you're working right. on like, like I am critical theorists and, and, and poets and, and, and artists who, who are making really amazing stuff. I mean, I'm just lucky that I get to play with it, hmm. play in it, you know, and, and, yeah. and relate to it and think about it. So I think it's a, you know, in some ways it's a matter of making choices, but, and I think, so I'll tell you, you know, in, in a different way of answering. So there's, you know, so I study some famous people and famous people always have, not always, but very often have like little societies, either official or not official around them of people who right. study them. Yep. I don't think I want to be in with those people forever. Like I'm not going to, I will always love the people that I worked on and I will always love this project and I'm not done with it yet, but I don't think I'm going to make my whole career only about this stuff. I think I'm going to get pulled and, and interested in other kinds of questions and other kinds of figures and other, other kinds of times. Um, and so I know that, but that's about a professionalization question. That's not about a fascination question. Okay. What else you got? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I guess I I'm, I was thinking about your description of of the experience of being done with something mm-hmm. and just like setting it aside, and so I I all through college I like my plan was to do a, to get a PhD um, in philosophy in mm-hmm. classics in philosophy. Well, well yeah, philosophy. At, yeah. at one point, I was looking at like ancient philosophy, which which yep. has like a classics component to yep. it. Um. And you still love that stuff. Sure. I mean, there's like a lot of joy in your voice when you talk about it. Listeners, go back and listen to <laughs> season one, episode two. Uh, and so I, I wrote my thesis. You know, I spent, a, I don't know, nine months or whatever writing that. And I was really happy with it when I was done. And mm-hmm. I felt like, but I felt like it was done. And I felt like it was sort of, I'd ended up in a different place from where I started and, and from what I expected with it, that was sort of pointing me in a different direction. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, great. You know? And I actually, I actually started thinking maybe I would be doing, I would go for a philosophy of religion instead Mm. of 
instead of uh, ancient philosophy because uh, I, I got interested in sort of a different set of questions. And uh, then I was like, okay, well, I'll take a year off uh, while I, you know, work on applications and stuff. And then like a year later rolled around, I was just like, oh, I don't really have any desire to go. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to <laughs> do Go this. back to this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess I'm just sort of thinking about like, um, yeah, I don't know. Just well, that, that, fair, that experience I mean, of like. I'd- being done, like you know, being done with something, and and I thought, I I thought, you know, I just give it a little bit of time, and I would, I'd sort of come back to it, and I'd be ready to sort of jump right in, and uh, and I think, I mean, I, I guess I should say that for for philosophy, part of my experience, and and maybe this is part of why I didn't didn't go back into in that direction, is is like when I first started studying it, like every week or two, like some idea would totally blow my mind. <laughs> And I would just be like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> like head explode. <laughs> and that's a great and feeling. I, yeah. And I would just Can like have anyway. a silly grin like yeah. for the next few hours. Like, whoa. Uh, and then and then I found that that was just happening less and less often. Oh, so you're chasing the thrill. That's what this is about. Maybe that's what it so is. So that's what's interesting. And, so ju- well, and, 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 and it just seemed like it was like get, it got to be like – and maybe this is something particular to philosophy, but like yeah, maybe. more and more work and more and more, yeah, m- more and more work to just like chop something up into like tinier and tinier little bits and to kind of like move them around uh, without any of the, um, yeah, without any of that thrill. The thrill was gone. Well, and I think that may be disciplinary in some ways because yeah. especially with ancient philosophy, you have a kind of limited palette of texts. Like there's only right. so much. And and that's not true, as I was sort of saying before, with history. I mean, everything happens in time. Everything happens in time. And so – Well, is know, that every, true? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, almost anything you could choose to study mm-hmm. happened I mean, you know, time. time. It's, it's like it's the um, – Oh, my God. Time. You are a philosopher. <laughs> it's, this is a form of, form of intuition. It's uh, – yeah. <clears throat> Keep going. Okay. My point is Wow. Uh my point is this, two things. One is um just to say like for people who don't know, I know you know this, but I didn't it's not like I was applying to graduate school in the fall of my senior year of college and then I went straight through. I actually had like a very kind of winding road to get there. Yep. So some of it But you were always was, planning on going there, weren't you? No, I mean uh, not, certainly I I don't know. I wasn't always. Okay. I definitely wasn't always. And I went through times where I was like thinking about it or not thinking about it. And I didn't know what, what I would do. I think ultimately people who knew me well knew that it was sort of like going to happen. But I didn't always know that. And and in some ways it was sort of like I thought I could be a poet and a scholar in the world um, and not sort of like be attached to an academic institution. Uh, and I realized that that was going to be impossible for me and that I was just going to be too miserable. And, um, I didn't like working find, a day job and, yeah, and being and a I scholar th- on the I, side. I thought that was going to be great. You know, I really did. It was sort of like my idea about hobbies. It was like, I'll have this day job that will just sustain me, you know, and it'll be fine. And then I'll do my passion on the side and that will keep my passion sort of pure. And it won't become a career and a profession that like brings all this like shit with it, which it does. Yeah, sure. Um, and then, I was like, I can't, you know, I actually can't do this. I, I'm too, I'm, I hate, I hate almost all the day jobs that I've had. I'm yeah, miserable. I don't yeah, want to do it. Yeah. So that may be kind of constitutional or, you know, characterological or something. But then the other thing to say is just that like, I, I very rarely had that head explode feeling when I have that really extreme high, it's always when I'm teaching. 
I'm oh. all, like that's when I get that like oh, this is going so well. I just figured something out. This feels so great, you know. And then it's so like when when I'm when I'm with when I'm in in study, you know, like when I'm in when I'm engaged in study, it's always a kind of quieter. It's it's exciting. It's thrilling. It's wonderful. And there are moments in the archives when you're like, I just found something great, and you have this emotional reaction. But it's not that high. It's sort of like like I said, it's like a banked fire that just kind of keeps you warm and keeps you going. And so that's how I experience it. So no, I'm not worried it's going to go away because it's not the kind of thing that flames out. That's not what I'm in it for. Yep. And so in some ways, it is like that's much more suited to a career right because it's sort of right. a longer term thing um yeah but then i really need a hobby because i'm gonna i am gonna burn out you know if i don't do anything for fun. woodworking <laughs> no that's right that's what we decided i'm gonna be i think you know rug 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 hooking thing. but just whittling you could just start like whittling <laughs> uh sticks just like pointed sticks yep <laughs> Um, does I, I mean, is this getting it like any, are you, are you it is. no, this is super answer? interesting. Cause it, you know, it's this, I, well, this idea of like that, that I was really just chasing a high. Um, uh, I think, I think that's really interesting. It's something I need to chew on a little bit yeah. more. Um, and is that, I mean, just to tie back is that, I don't mean to obsess about this, but is that the same thing with hobbies or is it different? I pro- I probably. Yeah. Probably. And then I that's mean, why you're like, I'm done with this now. Yeah. It's right. Gone. Right. You yeah. know, I think I think with with the hobbies and stuff, there's there's also there's just sort of like a, a yeah yeah I was gonna say just sort of like a, well uh, no never mind okay. uh, but yeah no I think I think it is similar and sort of yeah just that that I mean obviously like my sort of hopes for like what studying philosophy would be like, like when I was 18. Yeah. And, and it turns getting, out it's not like that. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a whole, and, and that it's a whole disciplinary. other thing. I, it really is. And, and people I know who study philosophy, you know this like as well, but like academics who study and teach philosophy. Yeah. It's not it, the thing that happens to you when you're 18 and you're studying philosophy for the first time is not what those people do every day. It is not. It, it is not. It really isn't. Yeah. And, right. And I like, I, I don't think, think it's just me. No, I don't think so at all. And I think I'm sure that's true. I mean, certainly what I do all day is not the same experience that my students have in my like history 100 class. Yeah. But I think it's a little bit closer. Like I make them, yep. I ask them to sit and look at primary source texts and try to figure things out and do some analysis and contextualize. That's what I do too. I ask them to write. I write. Um, I, I, I mean, never... there was also a, a, a separate problem of that, that philosophy as taught at the college we went to is even, yeah. even more different from. Yeah, yeah, yeah like mainstream academic philosophy. Yeah, that's really for sure. But let me ask you this because I, I mean, again, like I might be wrong here um, because last time I said, like, I actually think of you as a person with lots of commitments and like personality, you know, stable personality traits. And you were like, well, not, not true. Um, Did I say that? <laughs> you were, uh, no, but you said something along those lines. Um, but, but one thing that I think, um, I mean, I think of you as someone who's like committed to a vocation, who has a career and a professionalized life where you sure. and you are intellectually <laughs> curious about it and you are like committed to doing it well and it does have a service component like you want to help uh-huh. people, which I also do. I mean, I think teaching has that teaching and scholarship yep. has that component. So so what's the difference? Like, why is your career not the same as my career? Just because it was you'd, in college, you didn't fall in love with it. If you had, if you had fallen in love with psychology in college rather than philosophy, would would be having a different conversation. 
Uh, I, yeah, I don't know about uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I, but I would say that I've never. I you know I like what I do, but I wouldn't say I love it. Mm, you know, and there's there's a part of me that's always thinking like I wonder like mm-hmm. I should change my career, and I, I wonder mm. I, like I I'm I'm interested in X Y and Z like you know how could I turn that into a career? Mm-hmm. So there's I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's a part of me that's always kind of playing that game. Yeah. Um. Uh, which is fun. But you like it enough that you, you know you you haven't. I mean. Aren't you filled with dread that one day you'll just wake up and be like, I can't do this anymore? I mean, sure, yeah. Cl- clearly, like, you like it enough that you've been doing it for quite a long time. I mean, obviously, not yeah. as long as I've known you, but for, yeah, I mean, for I, a I, lot I of our time, graduated. Each other. Yeah, I mean, I, I graduated from grad school 10 years ago now. So, yeah, and even while. before that, you were doing some of the similar work. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I've, I've like, switched jobs a few times mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you switched your focus i think yep. so i think i'm right about that yep yeah, yeah um yep so but but i mean for one thing sort of relating back to what we were saying before about identity like i i i really don't identify very strongly as a social worker mm. um and like some social workers really do yeah yeah for sure. and that kind of baffles me a little bit mm-hmm. um just because I just, I, well, I mean, I think social work as a discipline is like, doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. So it's, yeah, you well, know, it's like, right. it's like, okay, well, here's like a little bit of psychology, a little bit of sociology, a little bit of, um, uh, political science, a little bit of like policy stuff. And we'll just kind of roll it all together and throw in some liberal well, and a lot of ethic of ethic of service. I mean, and, and yeah, just to be the historian for a second, that's right. the way it, that's why it, I mean, it develops that way. There's yep. a clear reason why it's sort of like as a field oh. that. Yeah, yeah, no, there's, there's, it looks like that. there's very good historical reasons, but like just as a discipline, like you, you know, you kind of look at it and you're like, oh, well, that's an interesting combination of things. Yeah, sure. Um, and, and so I think that, I think that's one thing that's always made it a little bit hard for me to, um, have like a strong identity. And like, mm-hmm. even now, you know, there's a social, social work service line at the, the hospital I work at, which I'm not part of, um. What does that mean, a social work service line? So there's like a chief of social work. Oh, and I see. Okay. All these other social workers who report up the chain through him, and I'm I'm outside of that that whole mm-hmm. chain. Like I, mm-hmm. I report up through mental health, which is a separate service mm, line. Interesting. Um, and I I've got to say, like I get a certain amount of satisfaction from like <laughs> being a social worker who uh doesn't report up through social work. Uh, yep. For whatever reason, mm-hmm. but um, where was I going with that? Oh yeah, just professional identity. Yeah, I mean, like I, I feel like I do have a professional identity. It's, it's just, yeah, it's just not particularly tied to being a social worker. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was I saying? Stability and blah, blah blah blah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I feel like there was something else I was going to say there, but I can't remember what it was now. Well, so I mean, so one of the things that seems to have emerged is that like you associate a certain kind of like emotional uh intellectual response to study and it sounds like what i'm saying is that's not how i do it so maybe is that an answer to your question no it is that's it's that's a that's really interesting and i've got to say like i feel like the the area where i have the sort of response that you're talking about mm-hmm. not not the like head explode but the <laughs> um 
yeah, but just that, like, oh, I just, like, I could read about this, read this thing and read about this thing mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, the, 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 the thing that comes closest to me for that is the Iliad, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think but I've again, always... that's, like, a limited, I mean, there are only so many lines in the Iliad. There's a, Someday you will true. come to the end of that. And so maybe that's not a great... Well, I don't yeah, know. well, I mean, and and I and I think you I, I end know. up a little bit with the the same problem I was noting with philosophy, where yes. it's like like okay, if you you want to write like the nine hundred nine hundred thousand four hundred yeah. wh- whatever book about the Iliad, yeah, like you you've got to get so specialized and so yeah, yeah, um, just you know like people write papers about about like the the one letter particles, yeah, in there and like oh well well did this did this particle was it actually uh, a separate word or was it actually a prefix of this other word that yeah. it's often and it's like jesus christ like well right <laughs> like and, some and, of, and, some of that stuff's kind of interesting but some of it's like it's like you know you you can read it just fine without knowing right and uh, i think for me like this is part of why i do get into the literature minutiae. yeah right and but like i have a friend who um is uh she's she's like you she loves classics but she's an archaeologist and so oh like, her, wait i've met her haven't i you may have met her. I think and I've so met she, her. Yeah. So she like she does all that stuff. She reads all the texts. She's got like great Latin and Greek. She um she knows like the the, the analytical stuff. She has to know the. But then she but also they're always goes digging up new stuff. Digs up new stuff, and then she has to fit it into what she already knows. Right? Yeah. It's not like oh I've dug up a whole new thing, so this just starts us all over, and then we just study this thing. It's like oh what do we do? how do we fit this thing into what we know? And that's kind of for me the historical a historical right. it's similar to a historical way of inquiry yeah yeah no that makes sense and it doesn't mean that you always have to be like oh we found a whole new uh box of letters that no one had ever seen before but like you can go into Homer's an archive <laughs> you can, i mean part of the problem here is that like you are looking at an ancient past for which many things don't remain oh yeah um, and i and i study the 19th and 20th century and much like easier. there's i mean there's the, not just much easier but like actually we probably have this this will blow your mind maybe we have like probably a pretty inaccurate understanding of say the great war because there are so many private letters sitting in people's grant great grandmother's um shoebox that we don't have like when you say a an inaccurate understanding of the great war like like what kind of like how inaccurate what kind of an inaccurate well i mean we know when the battles happened we uh-huh. know who the generals were we have all that kind of stuff but um we have a certain way of thinking and talking about like we talked about this with wonder woman right like if you want to talk about a war that um felt really futile and pointless and uh super destructive and misery inducing you go to the great war and yeah. i don't think that that idea is going to change i think we know that but i think like we're going to find we have sort of we have the palette of stuff that we have and like because but, this is, I mean, like, so that's, we'll find new things and people will yeah. write new things. That's all I'm saying. I mean, okay. same with the Soviet Union, right? Other archives will open and people will be like, yeah. oh, whoa, we like totally didn't know any, right? Because all of this was kind of secret. And right. that's all I'm saying is that yeah, it kind okay. of evolves. Yeah. 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 But, but it's going to be like, like, it's, it's only going to, like, you, you may, like, with the Great War, like, finding someone's letters up in their attic, like, that's only going to change things dramatically if there was some reason why the, the letters that we've already read were like systematically biased. No, I don't think that's right. You know what I mean? Like I if, if the letters mean, we if, think... if the letters we already have are like pretty representative of letters, then Well, that's not how historians think. Oh, I think. Okay. <laughs> but I mean it's kind of like saying, you know, you have orange, you have yellow, and you have purple. So that's the rainbow. Because that's what we have. But like actually there's all these other colors. No, 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 no. I guess I'm saying it's the difference between like 
like you know directionally like is our understanding like basically accurate but there's like a lot of detail and texture to fill in well it depends on what kind of understanding you're going for okay you know and and like you know historians often say and like this will drive you crazy maybe but like every at 50 years maybe but probably less like you need a new historiography of of any important subject like you, you, certain books are just going to get old like they're just going to be wrong they're they're not going to be as right as they were you know like you they're need not a new be take. As right as they you need were? a fresh well they're they're not going to satisfy in the same way okay. because because we know different things and we've got we need new minds to analyze things that makes sense yeah and that might not be as true with the Iliad. no that can't be right but well it's a good question so I actually I had a oh good I, I had a conversation I probably shouldn't be talking about this. With, I feel like I just said something that I don't even agree with. By the way, just let me say like that may have all just been bullshit. That the I don't thing want about to stand needing by. a new historiography. No, every that's 50 years. probably true, but the justification that I gave for it is probably wrong. Okay. Yeah, but do you anyway, wanna, do you want to amend that? No, I want to hear. Do the you want to revise not, and extend your comments? I want to just say I'm not sure. I really even believe in any of what I just said, but I want to hear about the thing you're not supposed to talk about. Well, I was just because obviously, who doesn't want to hear that? It's it's not it's it's only the context that I heard it, and, and the the stuff itself isn't salacious at all. But I was having a conversation with a coworker uh, the other day who was interested in, as he put it, using, uh the concept of the Odyssean journey as a metaphor mm. for self-actualization in like therapeutic encounters. Okay. And I was like, I, 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 what did I tell him? The, the closer you get to the actual text of the Odyssey, the less well that's really going to work. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> and yeah. he's like, he's like, cause we he kills everyone at the thing. end. I was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like he yeah. just, he just kills everyone. Like, yeah. but like, you know, there's yeah. some reading of him as having like, you know, PTSD, and he comes back and he sort of lost his mind. I'm like, I'm like, I'm sure people read it that way. I, I think there's very no. little support for that in the text. Yeah. Like, like the 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 standpoint of the text itself is that he killed everyone and that was awesome. And then his wife like tricks him, right? And he gets infuriated and he's about to kill her. And then she's like, "Just kidding, haha, our bed." Is yeah, still right. And and his son joins in and all the killing <laughs> and that like shows. And his that, sad like, dog dies. I hate that oh, part. Argos, poor Argos. Uh, uh, you know, and I mean, you thanks, could go Homer. on. There's a whole lot. There's a whole lot more there. Uh, yeah. But he's like, but but just as like as like a metaphor, it's like, yeah, you're really you're gonna want to stick to those like four books. What is it like like four through or the popular or idea 10. of Odysseus yeah, that we've yeah, all yeah, sort yeah. of like decided is the real thing? But exactly, yeah. yeah. So wait, what how does this connect? Well, just talking about Homer plus uh, social work and mental health, <laughs> right? So it's not you're not going to be able to combine these things well. Uh, yeah, not, not well, and that's, not I mean, easily. for me, it's like, that's why flattening things out into archetypes, the way that some kinds of literary critics or even psychological theorists like to do, is just kind of like rubs me the wrong way. Cause I'm like, yeah. but the, if you actually read this, that's not what is going on at all. And there may be totally. like many interpretations of what's going on, but none of them are this. Right. Cause you're just instrumentalizing it for your own purposes. And right. I don't like that. And as, as a, um, as a generalist who who enjoys having a superficial knowledge of different things, <laughs> um, this is a constant danger <laughs> for me. Yeah, no, that makes sense because you like you get your one thing, and you're like, oh, I figured this thing out. Like yeah. now I've got a pithy thing I can say about it. Yep, and it's totally it's... like this other thing, but it's not. It's not <laughs> like the other thing. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, so one area where where I, I ran into this, and I, you know, 
as I said, like after writing my thesis, I got interested in philosophy of religion. And one of the issues I was interested in was sort of issues around epistemology and uh, mystical experiences. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. And, and it turns out there's a whole literature who study about that. that. Yeah. Well, I know some people who study one on the psychological side and one on the philosophical side, not specifically mysticism, but hallucinations. Okay. Yeah. I'm it's sure it's really similar, similar you issues. You should talk to them someday. Okay. But, um, you know, there's there's this idea of like, what do they call it? The eternal religion or something. This idea of like, mm-hmm. you know, which I think is probably mostly like a 19th century idea. Or, mm-hmm. I don't know about, about like, mm-hmm. you know, how all religions are, are really the same or they're all describing the same experiences or explaining the same experiences. Right, but we can't, we can't, you have the mystical experience and then you come back and you have to describe it in yeah. the terms that you have. Yeah. yeah. That's like and, standard and I, mysticism, pe- right? People say that sort of yeah. thing. But I, I just remember reading this, this collection of essays about, about mysticism and epistemology and and it may have even been in the introductions like people say this but like the way people within these different traditions actually describe their experiences is like totally different like Mm -hmm. like you would you if you actually read what people actually say about these experiences (laughs) that's not true you would not come to that conclusion right um, yeah. So that's something that I've always kept in mind, and I think it's it's helped me avoid this problem. Yeah. Of of you know flattening things too much. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's right. Uh, hey, I think we should stop there because you know we're we're like still like raring to go here, but that's because we we are recording kind of a short session. Yeah. And I don't want to make the whole the episode into something that's Super way too long. long for all our listeners. You know. But this was really it, interesting, and I hope that we can talk about it more sometime. I'm sure we will. Because it's really I'm. I'm, I have more questions, and I think it's it's so fascinating. I'm, I'm also happy that we touched on epistemology a little bit because yep. I think that's one of our eternal. That's one of themes. our big themes. Yep. I'm glad that I touched on science a little bit. Yeah, because uh, we're going to come to science, science soon. Because yep, that's coming. We're coming up. for you, science. Yep. Get ready. That's going to be a good one. Uh, I feel like this really. I I feel like this episode really pulls together a lot of like the sort of the. Um, the implicit themes of, of stuff we've been doing. So yeah. So if you so want to know great. what we're all about, this episode might just this would. It. It, and I would I would also say if you if you're if you want to recommend our show to someone who's never listened before, I bet this episode would be a pretty good place to start. Actually, I think that's a good point too. You could have have them listen to this episode and then maybe go back and start with season one. Yeah, but I think that sounds not, great, and we're and we're so happy that you're listening. Yeah, Thanks, thank guys. you for listening. Uh, we're we're really excited to be back with season two. Uh, so check out our website tmwiw.net. You can follow me on Twitter. Uh, though I've got to be honest, I really haven't been tweeting very much lately. Um, I'm at Amos Worth. You can follow the show at tmwiw podcast. Uh, at our website, you can send us uh, feedback, and we mm-hmm. always love to get feedback. Thanks to everyone who who did send us feedback. And uh, that's probably it. You can rate and review us. Rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah. And thanks to everyone who did that. Yeah. That was really uh, really exciting. And that's that's why we got to do our bonus episode last season. Yeah. So uh, with that, um, I guess we'll see you in a few weeks. Yeah. See you later. Bye. Bye.